This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. Welcome to Retail Retold. Today, we have Anne-Marie James. Anne-Marie is a tenant of DLCs in Birmingham, Alabama at a shopping center called Brook Highland. Uh, She is the owner of three businesses, one that is a store in our shopping center, and those three businesses are Crown Properties, Silver Real Estate, and White House Interiors, which is a furniture and home decor store in our center. Uh, We are excited to have her on today. Welcome to the show, Anne-Marie. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. So Anne-Marie, you're a pretty uh, really thought-provoking, interesting entrepreneur. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you all do, and uh, and your business? All right. Well, we started out in real estate back in about 2005 and had a found out we had a love and, or I had a love and passion for homes and decor and um, got my real estate license and flipped my first house back in 2005 and uh, flipped my second one back in 2006. And um, uh, at that time I was working full-time as a labor and delivery nurse. So um, got out of nursing to pursue what really was my passion and that was design and homes. So about 2010, we opened Silver Real Estate. And by then we were flipping houses. It was the it was the real estate crash back in 2007. About 2008, we really started flipping foreclosures. And it just took a life of its own. By about 2012, we'd flipped um, somewhere around 150 homes. And- Holy Toledo heavy into the design portion of it. So it was just, it's just, it's taken a life of its own, really. Unbelievable. Why aren't you on HGTV, Emory? You need to be on HGTV. I'm watching the wrong people on HGTV. Camera shy. I don't love, I don't, I just, I like being under the radar. That's really, I just like to work and do my thing. Wow. Um, Okay. So you got out of nursing, which is, I have, so much respect for my my mother-in-law is actually uh the head of a NICU in in New Jersey so I I understand the labor and delivery world um and you moved into real estate and so you flipped a uh, 150 homes and and then what happened well um we moved out of Destin which was where we were primarily doing our real estate investing we moved up to Birmingham and um I, we were still flipping houses, but not quite as many. And I just really became fascinated and in love with interior design. And so um, I opened a little small uh, boutique furniture store that was in 2017. Um, went to market in Atlanta, saw all the pretty furniture. It was it was, it was just the most exhilarating experience I'd ever had and realized that I wanted to, to open a, a retail store. We were starting out something very small and, and really just thought it was going to be more of a supportive business to the um, flipping. We were staging houses and um, 
and just it just took off. Uh, we had 4,000 square feet when we opened our first store in 2017, and within two months, we doubled our size to 8,000 square feet, and within a year, we were looking around for a bigger space. So, and we'll get to that story in, in a bit. That's fantastic. I love the concept that uh, and the idea, and I haven't heard this a lot, that you kind of opened up a furniture and design store to like support your flipping business, but it kind of grew on its own and it's in it, it's integrated, but it also now stands on its own where it, you know, it's selling to the general public and all that good stuff. So that's really interesting. Yes. Yes. It's been fun. That's awesome. So uh, you you're in real estate. You're in design uh, and you're in the furniture business. And this store is called Retail Retold. And, and so what's going on in furniture and home decor today? And what, what, what's going on in, the, in that world right now? Well, it's interesting because um, we've stayed steadily growing since we opened in 2017. And of course, like everybody else, when COVID hit in the spring, we were concerned that the shutdown would slow us down. And um, and we had a mandatory shutdown here in Birmingham for about four or five weeks. And so we did some online um, creative type of uh, retailing at the time. We developed our, um, our online selling. And um, the minute we reopened, when they gave us the go ahead to reopen, it took right back off and it has been steadily growing ever since. So the retail side of furniture right now is just thriving. And that's, that's great to hear. And do you have any thoughts as to why that is in your, in your opinion? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of thoughts that um, we all talk about. People are at home more than they've ever been through this COVID crisis, and people are looking around their homes, and maybe they're just tired of what they're seeing, but they're coming out, and their, they're, uh, you know, home offices are, are taking off more than ever, and people just want their home to be beautiful. If they're going to spend a lot of time there, they want it to look good and feel, feel ho- uh, cozy and, and, and beautiful for them. Yeah, I imagine if you're uh, if there's going to be some contractors coming out of the woodwork who are specializing in the home office business soon, uh, that's probably going to be a thriving market in 2021. Are has has the type of furniture and style that people want changed recently through the pandemic? Is there anything people are in the world are craving a bit more and they're thinking about from a product perspective? Yeah, I think people are, you know, because their home is their safe haven, they, you know, they're responding well to our look, which is a light, airy, peaceful, uncluttered, uh, serene look. And so the lighter colors are definitely still very popular, lighter neutrals. And um, it's, it's just really more of a clean, airy look that people are wanting that they're responding to. Yeah, I think my my wife would love your store. Everything in my house is grayish and gray and a little bit of beige here and there. So, um, yeah, and all the light ones, obviously. but uh, And then, like, white and black, um, you know, white doors, black hardware, blah, blah, blah. Sounds great. <laughs> it, we... we we remodeled our home over the past few years and we uh, 
we watched a lot of Joanna Gaines. So, uh, so she does a good job. So if you, if you can envision that we tried our best on that front. So, uh, from a furniture and design perspective inside, and I, I'm in the woods where I live. So, uh, I'm out in, well, I'm in North Jersey, suburban rural for sure. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it's all right. It does. No, I yeah. love it. Yeah. The, and so that's, what's going on from a product perspective. Do you, do you, when you guys think about the future, are you thinking about this like furniture demand, like continuing to be where it is? Do you see it coming down or are you, because there's just so your people are home so much more, there's still some room to grow. I think a beautiful home is always going to be in style. Um, I, I, you know, and the furniture industry also uh, kind of follows the real estate industry, which is up and down. And um, I do think that it could taper off a little bit if the if the real estate sales taper off a little bit. But it was during the um, the down season that our other businesses, well, particularly the flipping business, thrived. So we're kind of set up you know, to do okay in any circumstance. So if we get slow in the furniture sales, we'll definitely be picking up on the investment side of real estate. I love that quote. A beautiful home is always in style. So true. So true. It's a, it's a, I've never heard it put that way, but that is so true. So, you know, more in tune to your furniture business, when, when you look at when you look at the landscape of furniture out there, you know, what are you, what do you, what do you think about competition? What are, who, what do you think about who your competition is out there? Is there any? I am by nature. I'm a competitive person, Um, but I don't really look at my uh, the other stores around me as competition. We have, we're told that we have a unique, set up in my store. I feel like if you give good service, if you buy beautiful things and make it easy for people to put it in their homes and you offer good prices and good quality that you, you know, it's mainly being in competition with myself and just doing the absolute best that I can do for my customers. And, And I found that to work. If I keep my focus on doing my own best, then the competition around me um, just kind of becomes unimportant. You know, um, I I feel like all stores are doing pretty well right now. Um, I think that when you find out how well you're doing is when the market is a little slower. And we're confident that, um, you know, we've been through difficult times before and we are confident that we'll weather whatever comes. And I think that's what will set us apart from our competition. I love that. That's amazing. Um, have you, and how has the digital world, how have you thought about that as it relates to your business? Well, I am not necessarily 
completely tech savvy. <laughs> I have younger employees that handle a lot of that. And, and I think the furniture industry also is, you know, people want to come in and they want to touch it and feel it. And there's not a lot of people that are looking to buy a sofa online necessarily. They want to sit on it. They want to see how comfortable it is. So while it is a part of what we do, it's not a huge part right now. I know there are some people that want to buy everything they, they have online, but we're still selling a lot of furniture from people that just want to come in. And we have people from as far out as Destin, Atlanta, Nashville, Mississippi, and our truck goes all over the place on a regular basis, delivering truckloads of furniture to people in the Southeast. So it's just interesting how it's still it is still very much um, a hands-on, in-person purchase that we're doing. Really great to hear. You do have an unbelievable website. Um, you know, the gallery is beautiful. It, it, you know, it is, you know, the, the pictures and the flow of the website is really pretty incredible. You know, my question, though, is, you can you can do some cool things on your website. You can go on a virtual tour. You can you can um, you can buy on your website, and you can read about all your services. So your website's good. Are people and you're you know all over social media? Are you are you getting people who buy things on you know who buy things online from you? Yeah, absolutely. We had a lady from New York. Uh, purchase from us last week and she'd never been to our store. She just picked it up from um, somebody that she was friends with on one of the social media sites and, and liked our style. So made a purchase and we drop shipped it to her. So we are growing in that area. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Um, yeah. The website, everyone out there who's listening, go check out Anne-Marie's website. It is T. W-H-I-N-T-E-R-I-O-R-S.com. So you can rewind that and listen, but it is um, it's beautiful stuff on, on their website. Is there any like area, like bedroom, office, anything that is on fire more than others, or is it just everywhere in the home? It's everywhere in the home, and it's it really is what sets us apart. Uh, another thing, we we have, well, it's a large store, and so we have bedroom, rugs, lighting, lamps, sofas, chairs, uh, office, and so we do a lot of everything. So our store's one-stop shopping. You know, if you come in and you need your bedroom redone, we can get you a bed, nightstands, lamps, a light, bedding, sheets, everything you need. So we, we kind of took that approach knowing that there would be people that wanted to come in and just get everything. So I'm, I'm going to ask the, the question that, you know, with, I think in furniture, given it's, given it's been hot in the pandemic that I think's been challenging for a lot of furniture retailers. So I'm interested in your take. So are you ready for the tough question? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll do my best. So how, how is the supply chain? If I order from you, is it going to take me seven years to get me my couch? How is the, how, how is, you know, your, your inventory and the supply chain? And, you know, as we go into Christmas and the beginning of the year, 
as a furniture buyer, how's it going to be getting product to my home? Well, I love that you asked that question because we're one of the few stores in the Southeast that thought ahead. And so I do have a 6,000 square foot warehouse jam-packed full of beautiful furniture and we sell off the floor. So we might put a sofa out and sell it and deliver it within that same week. So we have it in stock. Uh, There's very few items that we don't have in stock. And I'm hearing more and more from um, people coming in to buy furniture that they're shocked that they can get their item within a week because they're being told. And and really it does take a little longer for us to get things right now. But we've ordered so much ahead of time that I don't think we're going to miss a beat on on having supplies. Interesting. Well, that's good. I'm 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 already starting to see. I think retailers in general, you know, especially the ones who got stuck with seasonal merchandise in the spring and then in the summer when they were open, it was you know it was you know it was done. They're managing inventory much better right now, which means as a consumer, if you don't get it for your child for Christmas and you wait too long, it might be out of stock. So that's good to hear on your end. I am, you know, I'm definitely excited to hear that. And for all you furniture, people in the furniture market, if you need something in a week or two, you you need to call Anne-Marie. Um, We're ready. <laughs> they're ready. <laughs> um, well, that's interesting. Anything else interesting going on in furniture these days that we should talk about or highlight? You know, it's always it's always interesting to make your home beautiful. It's um, you know, it is changing. It's it's changed significantly. Just um, what used to take us four to six weeks to get in on a special order now can take up to twelve or thirteen weeks. So what we're seeing are the bigger, stronger companies are really thriving right now. If they can get us a delivery within six or seven weeks, our biggest upholstery manufacturer that is made in the United States is still delivering quickly. And so we're selling more of those brands and less of the smaller um, companies that we're relying on China and some of the um, overseas companies to supply them. So we're still, um, we're still probably on our biggest upholstery manufacturer. We're still only seven weeks, even for a special order even for a special order. Yeah. So that's been interesting, just selling more product from certain companies and less from others. Got it. So if you, if, if you need something from the manufacturer, it takes X days, but as a consumer, since you sell off the floor, unless it's a special order, I can get it within a week typically. Absolutely. Got it. That's fantastic. Um, how are you managing through that to make sure you always have product? I guess that's the warehouse and warehousing it, but. It is. We have a large warehouse team that keeps, you know, unpacking and putting together. We are overstocked right now just to stay ahead of the game. Yeah. And we're confident we're in it for the long run. So we're confident that if it doesn't sell this season, it'll sell um, in, in due season. It'll sell. And. Last question. So as a, as a serial entrepreneur like yourself, how much time are are you in the store or doing the retail versus silver real estate or crown properties? 
I'm in the store more than I'm anywhere else. Um, it, it is my passion, design, making people smile, um, creating beautiful spaces is my passion. So, and I'm the buy, I'm the primary buyer for the furniture at the store. So I'm there buying a lot of furniture a lot of the time. And I have an amazing team of ladies that, and, and men that, that we're, we're, we're like a family. So it's a very enjoyable place to be, but I'm out probably 30 to 40% of the time. Um, putting homes together in the area, uh, doing the staging and the and and some of the general real estate. But I do share that with my husband and my eldest son. So we we are a team of people. Awesome. A little bit of everything. All right, that's great. Thanks for the furniture recap from you know your perspective. Uh, the next part of the the show is the story, and we're talking about White House interiors and. Birmingham, Alabama. Why don't you tell us how you ended up with 18,000 square feet in our shopping center and tell us that story and how all that good stuff, Amory. Well, uh, we started out small. Um, we looked at it as a, an opportunity to just express some of our creative, um, nature and, uh, what, what started out as a supportive business quickly grew just by demand. Uh, we had a lot of people that liked our style. They liked our customer service and um, they just liked being able to put, put a beautiful home together without stress and, um, and, and just being you know, treated well. So um, we, we started with a 4,000 square feet, multiplied up to about 8,000 and realized that um, we were missing a lot of sales because we just didn't have enough room to display enough furniture. Uh, we, we might have one customer come in and with a 4,000 square foot showroom, you can empty that pretty fast with one or two customers that wanted you to do their entire home. So we started looking around for a space and to be honest, that 18,000 square feet was a little overwhelming initially and we looked at it um, long and hard before we bid on it because it did feel like, how would I ever fill 18,000 square feet of space? And so um, it took us about three months of back and forth and trying to make that decision. And around Christmas of 2017, we, we made the decision to go over. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night thinking, I've got a lot of shopping to do. <laughs> that much space. Um, but it's interesting because now that we're there, we've been there over a year, about a year and a half. Um, I could use a little more space. Unbelievable. Well, we can talk about that offline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but how has it been for you as being in the real estate business and the flipping business to now being in the retail business? What are, you know, to have that much success to go from 4,000 feet to 8,000 to relocating to an 18,000 in a three-year period is unheard of. How, how's it been for you as like a retail owner and going from flipping houses to the retail business? What have been the learnings for you? Uh, it's just been unbelievable learnings. You learn things about yourself that you didn't know. It's, um, in the beginning, I, I, we laugh about it because it was a it was sort of a love hate relationship. It was the most 
stressful time of my life. I, I likened it to having a child. If you knew what you were going to be getting into, you probably wouldn't um, go there. But when you get past that initial phase, it's exhilarating just to have that behind you and the the joy and the accomplishment that that you feel. And um, and then pulling a team together of people that have your back and um, that really that are so talented. You know, I just there's a lot of days it's hard to believe that I've got that many people around me that that love what they do, that, lo- that love the store, that love each other. It's just a it's a thrilling experience to be able to pull something like that together. Wow. That's inspiring. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it would be. Um, the any when you were like as just a retail operator, what was like the biggest hiccup like that you didn't expect? Oh, let's see. Um, maybe it was just the 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 over the overwhelming sense of responsibility and um, you know and and not having enough hours in the day, I think I didn't expect. You know, having been already a business owner, I, I didn't see ahead of, of really the amount of time and stress that would be on me. But like I said, if I'd have known, I might not have, you know, gone so big so fast. But once we got past all that, I'm glad, I'm so glad, you know, that we jumped out there. We're glad too. Uh what was it like going, someone who was so experienced in residential real estate, what was it like now you're do now you went from that and very sophisticated, experienced real estate entrepreneur and now dealing with this larger commercial real estate landlord that, you know, is in the same business owning properties, uh, just different properties. And you got your, you know, a, a commercial lease, which is very different than a residential lease. What was that like for you? What you expected or not? I had no idea what was coming. That that's a long <laughs> lease. <laughs> and 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 probably uh, had I not been in the real estate business, it would have been much easier just to hand it over to the attorney and say, "Hey, hey, is this good to sign or not?" So, right. it, um, you know, uh, but but it's just part of it. You you learn a little bit about the 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 commercial side of it as you go. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure you did learn a lot. Now you, as you continue to grow, you know, a lot about a commercial lease now that, uh, and the differences of that and how that all works. It's definitely, and, and as us as landlords, we, you know, you can imagine you're, you're a sophisticated entrepreneur. We get some, you know, people who are starting their first business they're taking a shot. They're entrepreneurs. They've got the, you know, that, that American dream and the spirit and they get that. And, and, you know, we'll, we will definitely say, listen, you're, you, you, we welcome you to get an attorney and take a look and, you know, to make sure that you feel comfortable because it is different. And sometimes, and we try to counsel some of those people along the way that, Hey, just so you know, this is, this process is a little different than if you're renting an apartment. So. Um, sure. It was, um, it, it, you know, you just, you gotta be, you gotta look at it from a business perspective and just make sure that you're able to, uh, you know, that you're working with somebody that you can trust and that's, and that's on your team and not, you know, 
and and not um, an adversary. So we appreciate what y'all have done to to help us. Yeah, you mentioned that in, in the collaboration. I would also put another point. There's a there's a lot more negotiation that goes into it than a than a residential lease. There's a lot of things that are you know pretty standard in commercial real estate, and no one messes with whether it's some large you know the you know insurance provision or environmental provision or what have you. But there's a lot of things that you definitely can play around the edges and because everyone's trying to make it work for that custom scenario because in an apartment, all the renters, it's kind of the same needs that are renting an apartment, but there's different needs and wants from tenants and commercial property, whether it's an office building, an industrial warehouse, a retail center. And so uh, I think that's why that happens. And um, but once you get your first one done, like you've done, you'll be all that much better for it. And you're you become much more well-rounded. I'm sure it even gave you some thoughts about how you're working in your residential business too. So, yeah, absolutely. It was very educational. You know, one last thing, Anne Marie, being part of a retail center, like you are with all these other co-tenants, right? Where you have Sprouts and you have uh, Ulta Cosmetics and Michael's Arts and Crafts and Home Goods. How has that played in? And is that is that do you think you've benefited from that? And and you know, has that changed your thought process that you're benefiting from the foot traffic of everybody? Absolutely, it does. And in, initially, when we went in right next door to Home Goods, there was um, some thought given to the fact that they would were selling items for the home as well. And so it, there was a question mark for just a few minutes about whether or not that would help us or hurt us. But I was always of the opinion that everybody in town goes to Home Goods, whether they're just, you know, maybe they're there to buy a little um a gift, a candle, a, you know, even if they're there to buy a chair, they're there, you know, everybody in town is going to home goods. And so we, we, you know, we have a ton of foot traffic and I, and I think home, being next door to home goods has attributed to that. So it's, it's amazing. And then, and then, and then there's a Lowe's in our shopping center as well. So just driving by, and, and we have a lot of people that stop in, even still, that say, wow, I didn't know y'all were here. I was driving to Lowe's or I was driving, you know, to Sprouts. So it, it absolutely, uh, that would be, that would be one of the first things I looked for if I were to go try to set up shop some in another town or, you know, in another place. It would be um, to have big retailers around you that are doing well. Perfect. Um, awesome. Well, I think everyone be fascinated that you got, you went from four to eight to 18. Things are going well. Sales are good. Uh, the team is great and, um, you've got an unbelievable product and the store is just gorgeous. The website's great. And, uh, Wishing nothing but the best for you. And uh, uh, I want to make sure we continue to stay in touch. And if you ever need anything, let me know. I appreciate that. Thank you. Y'all have been awesome to work with. Thank you so much.
You have two. And then are you ready for the last part of the show, Amory? I'm ready. All right. Three questions. What is your best piece of commercial real estate advice? Oh, um, location is very important. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going to say location. Okay. Get in a place that's visible. It'll save, um, all kinds of marketing dollars. Okay. Second question. Are you ready? I'm ready. What extinct retailer do you wish would come back from the dead? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Pazitz. Sure. (laughs) I loved Pazitz. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I know we're short on time. Um, Are you ready for the last question? I'm ready. All right. So people are home. I think in the, in the winter this year, you might see, I'll give a prediction. I think you're seeing more board games sold this year than you might otherwise have seen. Yes. All right. So I haven't looked at board games lately, but I'm looking at one right now. It's one of the hotter board games. Uh, it's difficulty level is easy. It's a two to five player game. The playtime is 60 minutes. It's ages eight and up. It's one of the best board games for all ages. It's called Ticket to Ride. Um, and what does Ticket to Ride retail for, Anne-Marie? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> $39. Wow. You're so close. Uh, it, it On Amazon, it is $37.03. Wow. Wow. All that retail experience is paying off. That is pretty good. So I really appreciate you coming on. I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you very much. This was great. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Lots of fun. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at DLC mgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.